Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the Berkshire Media Show and today we've got a fantastic guest. We've got Natalie King Barnard from Green Machine. So let's get straight into it. So Natalie, welcome to Berkshire Media. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. It's really nice to be here. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about what you do at Green Machine. So I am head of sales and marketing. Uh, what we do is we essentially try and stop electronic waste from going to waste. So what we do is we work with individuals and businesses of all sizes. We take the obsolete wa- e-waste that they no longer want. We make sure that it's wiped and all the data is clear. Uh, we then put it through a rigorous testing and repair stage. And then once it's been rebuilt, we're able to then donate it onto schools, charities and non-profits and then a small selection of that is also sold on to end users at a low low cost. Fantastic, so there's quite a big variety then so just for those who may not know, I think a lot of people are quite versed in recycling and computers but what would be considered e-waste? Basically anything with a plug or a battery is e-waste. We don't work with your domestic white goods so um, we don't take like washing machines for example but Pretty much anything IT equipment based we will take. So it goes from mice and keyboards to server cabinets, networking equipment and all the cables you can take a stick at. Excellent. So you then rebuild it and repurpose it and you might donate it to schools and the local community. How would those schemes work then? Anything that can be reused goes into basically a good working pile. Anything that can't be reused or it takes too much time or money to repair then gets sent to a metal refinery to be broken down to its core materials what we do is once it's repaired and rebuilt we put it through a a bunch of little tests that our um, IT technicians go through it and we have a list of charities and non-profits that are currently waiting for that tech so we donate standardly it's desktops laptops tablets and mobile phones but we can't we occasionally do uh, donate weird and wonderful things as well such as tv screens cameras gaming so consoles cool. lots oh, of um, lots of the charities we work for are rehoming children or homeless people so they're desperate for places things that they can have that will bring a little bit more entertainment into the building and also give them a little bit of a respite if they have got us like a very stressful life so a lot of the um, children's hospices that we work with, they'll ask for games, consoles, or like a Game Boy, for example, so that either... It's old school, that. I know, right? <laughs> um, we still get them. Um, I love that. So either the siblings or the actual person that's in care can have that little bit of a respite from the day-to-day stresses that they're going through. I think that's brilliant. And it gives them that sort of normality, doesn't it? You know, everything a lot, every kid I knew had games consoles growing up, so... I think that's fantastic that kids who may not have the easiest access can still enjoy that part of it because it's, you know, I guess a part of being a modern child. So I think that's absolutely amazing. For some kids, I mean, we we do a lot of donations for refugees at the moment and these are people that have literally left everything and come to this country, so they've got nothing. Yeah. Um, And their kids are enrolled in our schools, they're trying to learn English, but they haven't got computers to do their homework on, so we've been donating laptops to them with Ukrainian keyboards so they can carry on with learning English but also be able to contact people back at home as well. Fantastic. So if I was a company um, in the area... I take it for starters, they'd go to your website. How would they get in touch um, if they have tech to donate? And what's, and also, just to add to that a little bit, what would you say your sphere would be of or orbits of where you could go to collect, like how far out? 
Cool. So um, we try and make it as flexible as possible because at the end of the day, it is a is deemed as what people would would say is waste. So they don't want to pay a lot of money to get rid of it. Um, and it's a lot easier just to throw in the bin, sadly. Um, so we yeah. try and make it as easy as possible. So within our 50-mile radius, uh, we're based in Ramsbury, just outside of Marlborough. So within that 50-mile radius, if you've got 25 items, we'll come and collect it for free, get all your paperwork, bish, bash, bosh. Um, we are also more than happy for people to drop things off to us. We're open Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, for all drop-ins. We get people ship stuff to us to avoid that um, any costs. So once we go past that 50-mile radius, we start having to charge for fuel. But like I say, we're quite flexible, so there's normally ways that we can work around that. Um, sometimes I'll say, I'll say they've only got a couple of laptops and it's 60 miles away and it's not worth them paying the fee. I'll say, okay, next time we're in Slough, I'll let you know. And if we've got space in the van, I can come pick it up as well. So we try and make it really, really easy. Like I say, we pretty much take anything with a plug or a battery, but we're specifically looking more for IT equipment. That's um, all your kind of computing equipment, uh, networking equipment, storage arrays, all those kind of goods. Uh, but as long as you've got 25 items, it's pretty much free most of the time. Um, and if it's not, then there's other things that we can do to get around that. Awesome. I'm going to throw you on the spot here now. It's the next question. What's the strangest item that has uh, appeared in the possession of green machine oh i love these we get some really weird stuff sometimes because <laughs> um, we're not fussy we don't tend to turn a lot of stuff away um most recently i got some of the first generation ipods that was quite a throwback now that is so cool we've had an ms dos been delivered to us once um some someone's granddad or something passed away and it'd been stuck in their loft oh, for wow. years and years um, so that was quite fun to look at. Um, the weirdest and probably the funniest is fly swatters. Fly swatters. Because they're technically electronics. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. But you wouldn't really think of us when you go like, where should I do it? Where should I get rid of these? <laughs> yeah, where do I get rid of this fly swatting device? It's safe to say they have been reused, though. They are still in the office. I say, quick, oh, wow. So do you guys, have you guys used them yourself? Oh, yeah. Well? Every, everything in our office is reused. We, all, of our, all of our computers, all of our furniture, everything is reused. That's fantastic. So, it's, yes, it's not just giving away the tech. You guys are finding use for it as well, if there is a place. Yeah, and if we don't have any use for it, if we don't know anyone that we can like sell, sell or donate it to, then we work with a lot of other companies and charities as well. So we partner with a furniture charity, for example. When we go to an office clear-out, they might say to take all of the stationery and the desks and the chairs and everything. So anything that we can't reuse, we'll give to them and they're able to then repurpose with people in need. Yeah, I think one thing we might have to do then is donate a speaker to you guys. And then if you can load an old old high school iPod with some music, there you go. You guys are set for the day. Nice little fun question. If you were to be given one of those old school iPods, what music would you put on it? Oh, how many can you fit on one of them? Is it like five gigs? Uh, I think it depends. You could probably fit a good couple hundred songs on it, I think. So I had an 80 gigabyte one. That was massive. To be honest, my music taste is very, very eclectic. Oh, I love that. Um, so it would probably have... A hundred different subgenres. That's so cool, though. <laughs> I love that. I did have my. Old, I had an iPod uh, Classic f a few month, few years ago. Also thinking what music I would have on. So it's quite a tough one. Probably some old school Eminem would be pretty good. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I think on my last, I had. I couldn't be bothered. So I just had like every, lots of discographies. So I had Eminem. Um, I think I had Kid Cudi and Bob Marley. Oh, that's so cool. Three really random. Every little thing is going to be all right, that's for sure. <laughs> so how did you end up working with Green Machine and what do you love about working there? 
I have a bit of a weird story, actually, but I think pretty much everybody that works at Green Machine does. We all came to the company in weird and wonderful ways. Um, I have a background. I had um, a lot of experience in retail. I was doing management for Superdry, so a wow. clothing company. Um, but I had a degree in creative writing, and I wasn't really utilising that. I found it really difficult to get into a job that utilised that and also wanted to pay me a, a wage that I could live off of because um, yeah. the arts. Um, <laughs> so. I'm a marketing manager myself, so I know exactly what it's like. Yeah, it's tough, isn't me. it, getting into this industry, but we're very lucky when we get here. So Yeah, so that's why I thought I'd start doing a digital marketing apprenticeship because it kind of married my educational and my professional skills together um, and then that's kind of how I stumbled across Green Machine. And I've just kind of stuck around because I, I love the ethos of the company. The, we're a small team, but we're all really close. We get on really, really well. Um, and it's it's quite true for us. We work hard, we play hard. Yeah, that that's the philosophy thing. All, all workplaces need get the job done, but have a good time while you do it as well. Yeah. And what would you say be the most rewarding part of working for Green um, Machine? For me, I'm quite passionate about the sustainability in the environment. So it's nice to know that, I'm actually doing something to help that because it can be quite a huge anxiety-inducing problem when you start thinking about the climate crisis. Um, so if you just think, even in the smallest little way, that me by me coming to work and promoting our company and what we do, that we're helping to reduce um, a lot, well, a lot of different things. Pollution. We're able to reduce the amount of resources that are needed to be mined across the globe uh, for every laptop we recycle and reuse we save 150 kilograms of co2 from entering the atmosphere brilliant so i think in the last six months we have recycled enough tech uh, the amount of co2 that you'd need to uh, what you need to do to create that amount of co2 is drive an average petrol car for over three million miles That's oh my six goodness months. so um it really really does add up and it's all things that you don't even think of. A lot of the time, electronics, you don't realise it's in every single room of your house. Yeah. Your toothbrush, your shaver. like <laughs> you just so many options there. And it's just like, yeah, if people, instead of throwing it away, donated it, there's a lot, you know, it can go to, it can do so much to help the world that we live in. We've gone a lot of the good, a good way in a lot of different areas. Like people are recycling their plastics now and getting a lot more recycled products but e-waste is still it's it's very much a mindset a mindset um mindset change that needs yeah. to happen it's it's not a throwaway commodity for one it needs to become more repairable it needs to become safer for the environment to create and to dispose of absolutely so there's a lot of work to be done but it's companies like you that are going to be forging that path through especially with the 2030 goals coming in so i think that's going to be fantastic I remember you were saying just as you came in, you guys have had some awards. You've had some good runs recently. So tell us a little bit about those. We have. We've actually had to reorganise our award shelf. That's that's not a bad problem at I all, know. is it? First world problems. <laughs> oh no, too many trophies. Um, so <laughs> in the last six months, we've won three awards. Um, very proud. Um, our MD got Business Leader of the Year, both regionally and nationally. For That was for the Great British Business Awards. Um, and then about a month ago, we won Commitment to the Community Award for the Thames Valley Chamber, 
which we actually won last year um, for the whole region, and we never thought we were going to win it again this year because we thought, what's the odds of winning it twice in a row? Yeah, they um, normally they have a bit of a give it to someone else, but yeah, you obviously did so good. No one else <laughs> coming even close, so congratulations. Thank you. And what was the third award? Oh, it was the business leader oh, yes. twice. So oh, it was one, twice, yeah. Once regionally, and then we went again for the nationals. There we go. Well, good stuff, guys. Well done. <laughs> I think that's amazing, and it's good that's being reflected and to see that people are really taking note. And has that helped with the awareness of you guys as well? Have you had more approach through, you know, we're part of Thames Valley Chamber as well. So do we, has that filtered in a little bit to more business as well? Yeah, definitely. It's part of our marketing strategy really is going for awards. Whether you win them or not, it's still a good way of getting your business known, especially especially for us. We do so much with the community and we have done for the last 12 years, but we've not necessarily shouted about it or been noticed for it. So we're trying to be a little bit better at that. Still remaining humble, but um, telling everybody about all the good stuff that we do with their unwanted tech because I mean at the end of the day they want to know what's happened to it and it's good to know that it's not been wasted. Fantastic now you work in marketing as well so I know you're heavily involved with the social media Mm -hmm. where could people find you? Everywhere. I Um, love that. We are all over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, two YouTube channels. Two YouTube channels. Um, <laughs> we're on threads now, of course. Um, have I missed any out? I think that's the main ones. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on threads? I'm not a fan. <laughs> to be honest, but I, I have once. lost a lot of luster for twi- TikTok. Oh, sorry, not TikTok, for Twitter. We used to be all right on Twitter. It just seems dead now. They've rebranded it as X. Yeah, I know. I came <laughs> this morning and went, what's going on? <laughs> so it's uh, been hacked. Uh, I thought like the logo wasn't loading and it was just like, (laughs) you know, when a picture doesn't load and you have to right click. Um, Yeah, I was that. So is the computer still working? I'm not a fan (laughs) of threads, mainly because you can't use it on desktop. And I tend to use most of my social media on desktop. Yeah, same. Um, And you can't look at the analytics of it yet. Uh, that is frustrating which i'm not a fan of as a well, that's <laughs> like the thing you've got that's the one thing we have like, to kind of explain to people is the analytics why so do it if i can't do the analytics yeah <laughs> i can't see what's going on I'm not doing it so tiktok we probably spend the least amount of time trying on but we've got the most followers it's mad tiktok we've got a hard drive crushing video that has got I've seen i think it. about 90 million views those videos do are they are amazing, aren't they, to watch when you just see... the. So if anyone hasn't seen it, go check it out. But it's amazing because you get to see the hard drives actually go into these big big crushers and it just they break away a little bit, they bounce on top and then eventually the crush will grip in. And It's one of those slowly satisfying it type of videos. Yeah. <laughs> so, And did you record that? Yeah. And I guess that's a big way of you guys, um, if we go back to the business side as well, because as well as the tech giving it to all the schools and stuff, when you've got confidential data, I guess you guys are very serious at how you deal with that, particularly yes. GDPR. Yes, data security is obviously the prime, prime problem for us. We have to make sure that everything is completely compliant to GDPR and military standard is what we work to. Military standard? Yes, DOD military standard is what we work for. Brilliant. Um, but we we have an on-site data centre. We wipe all the drives to that standard. We've got all the accreditations that you can shake a stick at when it comes to proving that you're compliant on that side of things. A lot of our clients are blue chip companies. We've worked with some really, really large companies to name drop. W. Smith. Nice. Um, Costa. 
Vodafone. Wow, so you're seeing um, really big so, things. Yeah, there. and a lot of council offices and and Bupa. So a lot of healthcare and council offices and things like that, like people that have seriously secure, strict data. So yeah, we're we're very cautious of what we do and how we do it, and to make sure that we're remaining compliant that whole way through. Um, and then once the collection is completed, you get three slash four certificates. So you get a waste transfer note, which is kind of the legal one. Yeah. A audit asset sheet, which is a list of what we've collected for your audit purposes. A data destruction certificate that proves that we've wiped all of your data. And we've also started to offer a CO2 breakdown as well. So we can work out exactly how much CO2 or greenhouse gas is equivalent. Um, you've saved from recycling your tech. And then I try and put that in a real world scenario as well yeah. so like the driving of a car for x amount of miles just so it makes some, some sense because otherwise i'll just be saying numbers at you and it means nothing <laughs> and you're like uh great thanks for that Ten thousand <laughs> kilograms of co2 what is that that's a big number <laughs> uh, well i know that's a big number which is still good but yes it's always good to sort of see it as you say in a, a tangible way tangible yeah. way where you could visualize that impact so mm. i think that's fantastic and also you've got a beautiful website here as well so i take it this is where people could come if they want to go and book or a collection yes yeah so you've got lots CTA of info right on there about some of the work we do we've got a partnered site for that which is more charitable side of stuff but you'll be able to get to it all through that website it's the main one brilliant stuff well thank you very much for joining us today natalie oh, thank you so much for having me all of the links and everything uh, to green machine are in the description so go and check them out on social media and also feel free to check out the website and if you've got a business and you've got some tech to get rid of these are you guys Thank you very much. See you guys soon.